Welcome to the TLT Movement Podcast, a podcast for tomorrow's leaders today. This episode, we are joined by Ron White. He calls himself the Brain Athlete. He's a two-time U.S. hemorrhage champion, and he holds world records, and he's made his career out of teaching people how to improve their hemorrhage. Um, and you can see him speaking live at this year's TLT Con. And so uh, we're just going to jump right into the show. If you want to learn anything more about TLT Con, please go to tltmovement.com. Anything challenging is going to be hard. But so what? Hard could be the new fun. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Who's going to carry the boats? Endeavor to persevere. If you want to be a good leader, you have to understand human nature. I never look back. It distracts from the now. How long have you been in the memory game for? You've made this your career. So how long have you been um, actively practicing all these memory techniques? Well, I'm wearing a shirt right now, and I didn't wear it for this podcast, but it just it's a coincidence. It's called the Old Man Club is the name of my shirt. I just looked at it. I saw it in the, in the, in the camera there. But uh, that's kind of how I feel because uh, this summer, by the, by the time I speak for uh, this event, your event this summer, it'll be 31 years that I've been doing this. So I am in the old man club. I started when I was 18. Uh, I'll be 49 by the time your event rolls around. So 31 years. Uh, woo! Sometimes I, <laughs> I think it, it's just difficult to put into perspective 31 years. But yeah, that's it. Well, that's awesome, man. Hey, do you by any chance remember what your first memory is? My first memory in life, I... Uh, I told my mom, I'm like, mom, I remember like being like two or three years old and, and, uh, at the, like this apartment, I described the apartment. She's like, Oh my gosh, that was our apartment, uh, back when you were two or three years old. But so I will say that i tell you that story. That's just kind of like an anecdote or whatever, but I really have no special gift as far as memory goes. So it's, I'm not nothing special. It's just, I mean, anybody could have a, a flash of a memory from, when they were two or three and I, and I do. Wow. So, so you don't think you were born with this gift and you think this is kind of something that anybody can really exercise and learn. Yeah, I do believe that I, you know, and that's something that, uh, you know, I used to hold the record for the fastest to memorize a deck of cards in the United States. And when people hear that, they're like, wow, when did you realize you had this super ability? And really I didn't. I, it's my, 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 my strong belief that anybody who's, who sits down and says, okay, what's the memory system? All right. And they, and they study the memory system and they practice it and they train it. Anybody can get phenomenal results. Uh, I am just a guy. What makes me different? I'm just a guy who did it. I'm just a guy who sat down and said, Hey, I'm going to train this for, for weeks and weeks and weeks and then months and months and months and then years and years and years. And that's the only thing that makes me different. Anybody listening to this, anybody listening to this can break my record for how to remember. Uh, the fastest to memorize a deck of cards. I, I believe that firmly. Wow, that is that that is so interesting. I mean, I I've always looked at my brain as a muscle, and uh, if you don't exercise it, it can fatigue. 
And so is, is that why you call yourself the brain athlete? I mean, how much time a day do you spend uh, working out? Yeah, you know, uh, so back uh, years and years ago, probably 2007 or eight, when we would, when I would compete in these memory tournaments, they would call us mental athletes. And I thought, oh, that's great. I'm going to name my com company Mental Athlete. And so I went and tried to buy the domain and somebody owned the domain. And I emailed them. I said, can we buy, can I buy it? And they said, yeah, it'd be $50,000. I'm like, what are you, crazy? <laughs> so, you know, I'm not buying that. And then I just started thinking about it. I'm like, that. I don't even like that name. I like Brain Athlete better. But let's take a step back and answer your question. Why did I name my company that? And here's why. I really believe that, you know, tennis, baseball, wrestling, swimming, jujitsu, these are all sports. And we know the people who do them are, are, are participating in athletics. Well, I think the brain should be an athletic. I think reading a book or learning uh, can be seen as athletics, mental brain athletics. Sure. And, uh, you know, you improve athletics with your body by good nutrition and exercise. I believe we can improve athletics with our brain through good nutrition and exercise. Cool. So, so what are like the top things that you tell your clientele? I, I think you just gave us a little sneak preview there, but what are like some of the top things that you tell them to improve their memory? Cause it's not all just, just certain tips and tricks to, to learn things more. There's, there's more to it. Yeah. So, you know, I'll tell people, number one, good nutrition and exercise, drinking plenty of water, uh, staying active, staying healthy. One of the most difficult things for a person is to, to, to keep a healthy brain, to, you know, to be able to focus and memorize. So that's number one. But number two, you know, learning to visualize whatever you want to remember. You know, so I would say you know, the first step is good nutrition and exercise. And that's, that's, that's clear and it's obvious. However, just because you're super healthy, you're not going to be able to set the record for the fastest to memorize a deck of cards, right? Sure. There needs to be a system. So I would say the system is visualize whatever you want to remember and visualize it using a technique known as the mind palace or the memory palace. And this is where you kind of use a room, a map of a, a location to memorize. Uh, it's a 2,500 year old technique that was developed in Greece. And the concept is the next time you have something that you want to remember, just go for a walk around your neighborhood. And as you pass the first object, maybe it's a tree, imagine whatever it is you're trying to remember climbing up that tree. Maybe you're trying to memorize the periodic table of elements. The first element is hydrogen. So you walk by a tree and you imagine somebody climbs to the top of that tree and they say, hi, they're at the top yelling, hi. <laughs> then you keep walking and you pass uh, a flower, a flower on the ground. And the next element on the periodic table is helium. So you imagine that that flower has helium balloons tied to it and they lift, they lift it up, up off the ground. Let's do one more. And then you keep walking and the next object you see is a mailbox. Well, the next uh, element on the periodic table is lithium. So you imagine you open up the mailbox and lithium batteries fall out of the mailbox. So then to recall this, you just go back to the tree, high hydrogen, the flowers, helium, the mailbox, lithium. And we just did three there because I think that proves the point. Sure. But let's think, let's think about it. If we continued on that walk and we, we had 50 spots, we could have done that with 50 pictures, 50 images. Sure. And that is how the memory system works. Uh, or, or that's the, the, the basis, you know, the, the, 
the foundational outline of it. Well, that, that is very interesting. I, I've never heard that, it's, but it makes a lot of sense. When you're coaching somebody, what's like a couple of things they notice in the first few weeks of using these techniques? Well, you know, first of all, you're a very good interviewer. I want to I want to give you a, a, a compliment on that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you know, I've watched people who interview where they, and I know we're doing the podcast right now, so I should just go on with it. But no, I know. It, yeah, it's fun. You listen, and then you build, you listen, and then you build off that question. A lot of people just have a series of questions, and regardless of what I say, they just ask their next question. You know sure. what I'm saying? Yeah. So this is more, you're more of a conversationalist, and you have a rare uh, a rare uh, uh, gift that a lot of people don't. But thank you. Going back, going back to the uh, your question was, what is something people notice? I think one of the first things people notice is, wow, I didn't realize I was capable of this. You know, when I'm on a stage, which you know I say stage because I'm a speaker, so I'm you know in front of groups all the time, and I'll memorize, and they'll, oh my gosh, that's so awesome! No, give me applause. Then I'll teach them how to do it. And they can do the exact same thing. Two things. Number one, they don't give themselves the same applause that they give me. You know what I'm saying? They're like, hmm. okay, yeah, all right. You know, I see that. And it frustrates me sometimes. Like, remember when you were applauding me? You're doing the same thing. But <laughs> number two, they do, they do say, wow, I didn't know I was capable of that. And maybe it's just a more, maybe it's just more subdued, I guess, you know, which is fine. I guess, you know, the first time you see it, it's more shocking and then when you learn to do it maybe it's more subdued so but I think the first thing is is they realize they they didn't know they can do it but I think the second thing is is they just enjoy uh they just enjoy a, something new like a new game you yeah. know most of us adults we're just used to learning the same thing over and over again and, and anytime something new happens you know we're like oh this is cool this is new I, this is interesting I think you're so spot on. I think the capability of the human brain is so much more than the modern man gets a credit. Uh, I mean, this topic, as you mentioned, the the idea of having that mind palace, it's existed for thousands of years. And, you know, Socrates, he was a Greek philosopher uh, from Athens who is credited to be the founder of the Western philosophy. He's famous around the world for his ideas, but he he didn't author any books or text. He insisted that to write something down would destroy his memory and awakened his mind. Um, what do you think of that theory? Do you think it holds any weight in our modern uh, age here? Well, you put me in a weird, a bad position. I don't want to have to disagree with Socrates. <laughs> uh, I will. I will say this though that I'm a big fan of philosophy. I got a book right here called "Memorize the Stoics," and this is not my book. I didn't write it, but and I don't think Socrates was a Stoic, but maybe he was. He was definitely a philosopher. But to, so I never heard that. I never heard what that, what you said. But I believe it's true. So let me let me. My first thought when you said that Socrates believed writing it down would weaken the memory, I can kind of see that, okay? I can kind of see that because here's one thing that in order to have a good memory, in order to memorize something, 
you need to constantly review it, right? You need to constantly be going over it and reviewing it to keep it fresh in your brain. And we know this because let's think back to when we were in 11th grade. There was probably something for a test that we took and boy, we aced that test and we knew we had it. We knew we knew it. Well, for me, it's been 30 years. You know, for you, it's been less than 30 years. But if we took that same test, how do we do today? Probably not so good. And we aced it in 11th grade. Why? Because we knew it. It was there. It's still in our brain running around, but we can't find it anymore because we haven't reviewed it. So I think what Socrates was saying was to keep things fresh in his brain, he needs to constantly be reviewing them and, you know, keep them constantly organized in his brain. And if he writes them down, it takes away the need to review them because he can always go back to the book. Right. So I think that's probably what he was saying. And I, uh, I really like that. I, I, you know, I'm now here's now I'm going to say this. I'm going to keep writing stuff down, but I like the point that he was getting at. And I think that's the point he was getting at. And I hate, I hate to assume that I know what Socrates was getting at, but I think that's <laughs> what he was getting at. Yeah. I think, I think he thinks that if you write it down, you're rel- you're putting that idea on paper and uh, allowing the paper to hold that information for you. And I think that, maybe writing stuff down. I personally really enjoy to journal and to make a list of things and to read. So I think text is good, but I feel like if Socrates were here today, he would say a very similar thing about computers. I think computers in the internet, they're no longer viewed as supplements to our mental storehouse, but rather a replacement option to our personal memory. I think that we delegate our sense of direction to our maps app, and we delegate the task of having to remember all of our friends and family's phone numbers because our phone will just hold all that. And so I feel like it, it's weakening our brain because we're delegating certain tasks to the technology. Um, what do you think of that idea? Yeah, I think you're spot on on that. And I think that's probably what Socrates was saying about writing stuff down. It's, you know, a lot of times people will, I think you're exactly right. And we're delegating the task to that. And, um, you know, a lot of people say, well, technology's making us dumber or, or whatever. I don't really know if it is because, you know, I think we have so much more to remember nowadays, you know. Right. There's a, there's a chart and I don't know, I don't have this chart handy, so I'm, I'm going to mess it up, but. It, like, let's just and I'm again these are not ex, the numbers aren't specific but the general sure. idea of what I'm saying is true like in 1850 knowledge was doubling every hundred years or something like that or every 200 years I don't know what the statistic is by 1900 it was doubling every 50 years by like 1940 it was doubling uh, uh, every 10 years like by 1980 it was not the knowledge of humanity everything we knew was doubling you know, like every five years. Now, today, it's like doubling every, it's some crazy number, like two minutes or something like that. Oh, sure. So, yes, we are delegating our, you know, back in 1985, I had to memorize all my friends' phone numbers. Uh, Today, I don't. However, so I program it. So we're saying, oh, we have to remember less. I don't know. I think there's more out there in the world to remember nowadays that's just less important now knowing the phone number Hmm. that that is a good take uh, because i i think about this stuff a lot and i think about how we 
feel in our society like we are so smart because we have so much information. I mean, gone are, are the days where we have to be like, hey, what's the capital of this state? Just instantly, we can just look it up and we're good to go. I mean, there's so we have access to so much info. It's almost alarming because I feel like if it were to go away, if the internet were to just disappear, um, a lot of us would be very lost. We'd be like, oh shoot, like I don't know how to survive. I don't know what to do. And so I, I think it's so important to use your brain and to, I've been trying to get more off the screens and more, I've been watching your YouTube videos and they've, they've, they're amazing. They talk about a lot of great stuff on how to exercise your brain and remember things. But I think the memory is just one aspect of it. I think when you start to use your brain a little bit more, just the blood just pumps through. And it's just like, I've been seeing a difference just um, in my life overall. Like my sense of direction, once I stopped relying on my maps has increased exponentially where last year, I feel like I, I use my maps to get everywhere. And now um, I, I made my phone like not have such a service on it. So I can't even have the map. So now I'm having to rely on the road signs. And I just feel like it's made me a little bit more articulate in certain spots and just like, I just feel my brain functioning better. I think being a brain athlete is so cool, man. I think that's such a that's such a neat idea that uh, I I hope more people attach onto because it's so cool. Well, I appreciate that, and I think you're really you're you're right about uh, you know the technology and, and how that is. Yeah, you know, what if a solar flare hit the Earth right and knocked out all the elect electronics? You know. Like, right. uh, so I think that's, it is fun, you know, to, for me, it's fun to uh, memorize poems or actually it's funny. You said, you said states and capitals, because I'm going to do a program on states and capitals and countries and capitals and then memorize the flags of the world, you know, like what does Germany's flag look like or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, in, in some ways people are like, well, why? Well, I'm like, well, it, it is, it's neat to have knowledge in your brain and knowledge kind of builds on knowledge. Sometimes you might pass a uh, a sign, and it says, "Hey, the the Apache Indian Reservation right here, or whatever." And you're like, sure. "Oh, hey, you want to know a little bit about where this?" And you, it, it, you know history, so you know where this came from, the story behind it. And then instead of having to, look, you know, while you're driving, you know, you're not looking something up when you're driving. Right. It's just a a richness to life. I think it life is enhanced and it's more rich when you when you know about life and you know the connections that everything has. And sometimes you can only have that by, by knowledge, by learning, by reading, by, by memorizing. Uh, so I do believe that even though we can look stuff up on our phones and have instant access, it enriches our lives to know more about the world around us without having to look it up, you know? Yeah, I love that. That, that is such a great thing to end the show on here. We have a segment at the end of every show that we do called the TLT Spotlight. Light. Uh, this is a segment where we shine the, the spotlight on teens making a difference around the world or companies making a difference for teenagers. So in this case, uh, for today's episode, to relate to the brain athlete, um, I want to shout out Planet Fit Fitness is giving teens a free gym pass this summer uh, starting on May 16th. 
This is super cool because if you want to uh, increase your brain function, you heard it from Ron White, the, the brain athlete himself. You got to uh, start to exercise. And so starting on May 16th, people aged 14 to 19 can go get a free membership and work out all day, every day until August 31st. And in addition to claiming this free membership, Planet Fitness is giving high schoolers a shot in every single state. Um, when you sign up, you automatically get entered into, you could win a $500 scholarship toward college. And you even get entered into a chance, there'll be a one grand prize winner of $5,000. So if you're trying to make some money for college or just trying to work out this summer, uh, Planet Fitness is offering that to young people. So Ron White, thank you so much for being on the show. I, I want to remind the audience at home that he will be speaking live, teaching our audience at TLTCon July 17th through the 23rd. And uh, you'll be teaching them some quick memory exercises and maybe showing off a little bit of your uh skills so we can't wait until that and uh ron thank you for your time well hey thank you i really enjoyed it i'm looking forward to it and uh so thank you for having me on here and i'll, I'll see you guys in a few months my generation, my generation.